Welcome back to Bible study, Paul's letter to the Galatian church. Welcome back to John. Welcome back, Derek. I was thinking of that wonderful um, little analogy you gave of the melody, the harmony and the rhythm, which is wonderful. And in my thoughts, I was thinking, well, in the Bible study, Derek's the melody. John's the harmony and I'm the rhythm and I've got to keep to time so I can't <laughs> mess it up too much but just remind us again of what the melody was. All right. so the melody comes from the, our spirit and the Holy Spirit if you like is causing a beautiful melody of love, joy and peace to come from our spirit and our soul, the place of our soul really is not to operate independently from the spirit but to harmonize with the spirit so the, the soul is meant to harmonize with a melody that's coming from the spirit and then that is to be lived out in the rhythm of life in in our physical life so the the body is the rhythm relates to the body wonderful and so we are to live it out in the rhythm of life great thank you so much i thought i would have completely blown the real the real analogy by giving my one of the three of us so bear with me i'm now going to read from uh, galatians chapter 4 verse 7 up to verse 16 and then, Derek, you're going to pray. Thank you very much. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. But then, indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage. You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid for you, lest I have laboured for you in vain. <coughs> Brethren, I urge you to become like me, for I became like you. You have not injured me at all. You know that because of physical infirmity I preached the gospel to you at the first. And my trial, which was in my flesh, you did not despise or reject, but you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. But, well, sorry, what then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that, if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Thanks, Derek. Mm. Lord, thank you. We thank you again for the Apostle Paul, Lord, for his devotion to you and his devotion to the truth, to, to keeping us free, Lord, from bondage, and to help us enjoy the liberty of, of the sons of God. Lord, we pray that you help us to fully understand what, what, what is taught here in the book of Galatians and, and to bring it into our lives, that we would experience the reality of being sons of God, joined heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. We bless you and we thank you for blessing each one uh, as we explore your word together. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you very much. So we sort of read verse 7 as the, as the sort of link, the segue uh, to, to verse 8, which is... Um, where Paul is saying, well, he's, he's sort of leaping in to the, the, the next phase. But he, he puts, wants to kick it off. Well, it's this throwaway statement, which is not at all really, yeah. in verse 7, that we are heirs of God in Christ. I mean, that's a phenomenal yeah. statement to yeah. make. Yeah. You know, let's not, <laughs> this is our future, this is our inheritance, this is our destiny yeah. to be. We are heir, well. We are heirs of God, and and that will become a reality in our existence. Uh, do we know what that is? Who who mm. can possibly know except the God of all creation, who 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 owns the cattle on a thousand hills yeah. and all the silver and gold, to speak in earthly terms, but also all that's ever been created, all the universes, however many there are, all the everything. We are co-heirs. I know. Of that. Yeah. 
That's why we will need to be kings and princes. It, it is phenomenal. Mm. It is. And we are going to have authority over this. We are going to rule and reign over it as, yeah. as delegated powers. It's, it's extraordinary. There's a, there's a wonderful verse in Ephesians that talks about, um, so this is definitely not a throwaway verse, is it? Verse yeah. 7. Um, it, it talks about the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And it's his inheritance, but we're co-heirs. Yes, we're part of his body, as Derek talked so about it's, last it's, week. It's the inheritance of Christ in us, but it's also, by virtue of us being in him, yes. it's our inheritance. Yes. Um, and from that, we lead into verse 8, unless you've got something further to say. Yeah, no, just to, yeah. just to say, the, the big thought of what Paul is saying in the next few verses is kind of like, you know, we were in bondage. We were under slaves, if you like, to this external law, this external religion. Uh, but now we've come into our sonship. Yeah. We've come into our freedom. We are sons of God. We are heirs of the estate. Mm. You know, and so why on earth do you want to go back to your childhood? Why do you want to go back to that life of slavery? God set you free and now you want to be, it's kind of like us. We, we leave school and suddenly, or we go to university or whatever, and we, we're free. Hooray, you know, we don't have to, we're not l micromanaged anymore. We, we have our freedom. And it's like, what would you think if somebody said, no, I want to go back to school. I felt <laughs> yeah. safe under all these rules and everything. And you know what I mean? It's like, why, do, why would you want to go back to that? that yeah. That's kind of the big idea here. It is. Uh, but now he's applying it to them in yeah. verse 8. Yeah. And he says, you, although they didn't have a Jewish background, mm. but they had a Gentile heathen background. Yeah. But the principles are similar. Um, but then indeed, when you did not know God... You didn't have an, a relationship with God. Mm. You served, or literally, you were enslaved to, the, to those which by nature are not gods. Yeah. So they were actually, they didn't have the advantage of the Jew being actually worshipping the true God. That's right. They were in this heathenistic thing where they were enslaved, again, with a ritualistic type religion, yep. where you had That's to right. make different kinds of offerings and all of this and keep all the gods happy. Yeah. Um, and, but he says they were actually slaves yeah. um, to uh, those which by nature are not gods, to demonic forces. Yeah. So they were worshipping idols and they were enslaved to demonic it powers. Is. But again, it's a life of slavery. It is. Slavery so, to ritualism. Ritualism and, other and demonic powers. But then, then you know God, the real God. Why on earth are you going back to the other? It's, this, right. it's the big theme again, isn't it? It's yes. verse 9, yes. It's a big theme. And yet they feel drawn back. This is what's yeah. so, so strange. This yeah. is how powerful the deception can be and how, why Paul has to take it on head to head. Yeah. There's no, there's no compromise. He, this has to be dealt with. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he's still in his, you know, banging them over the head mode. He's still a bit of He's still in the yeah. sort of yes, final he's, verses. He's of making Paul. his point now. He's, he's, he's said, he's contrasted being, being under slavery, yeah. and now you become a son, now you inherit, and you, now you have freedom, and you inherit the estate, yeah. everything's yours, and you want to go back to your old life yeah. Yeah. Of, <laughs> of being under this, um, yeah. uh, this uh, tutor. He can't, he, this, you know, he wants, he, he can see that they're getting worn down, <laughs> by, <laughs> but he just feels, I've still got to hit it one more yeah. time. And then I'll put my arm around them. And that's what he does in verse 9. Yeah. He says, but now, after you have known God, mm. in other words, you've now come into an experiential yeah. knowledge of God. Yeah. Okay. Um, or, and then he adds this quickly, or rather are known by God. Mm. And what he's saying is, he, he's making it clear that it was God that actually initiated that's this right. relationship. That's in right. case yeah. you might think, well, I, I know God, you know, I, I found God. No, actually, God found you. Correct it quickly. God, yeah. you are known by God. It's God who made this happen. Mm. It's, it's grace. He's yeah. emphasizing grace again. Mm. It's, it's God who reached out to you. Mm. And now you've come into a personal relationship with God. Yeah. You're a son of God now. You've, yeah. you've, you've got it. Mm. You've, you're now connected to the reality. Yeah. 
that these so rituals. Why do you want to these, get enslaved? These rituals are trying to teach you about this reality, yeah. even the good ones. But you have the reality now. So why are you trying to go back to Shadowland exactly. when, when you've actually you're in the in light? The, in the light. Yeah. And so how is it then? This is his big point. How is it that you want to turn again mm. uh, to the weak and beggarly elements? Yeah. So again, miserable principles. We talked about that before, version. isn't it? Ritualistic, yeah. um, ceremonial mm. stuff. Mm. Mm. And notice he says they're weak, they're impotent yeah. to actually give you, to change your life. Yeah. And they're beggarly, which means they, they have no power to bless you or enrich mm. you. Mm. They're, they're not substantial, they're, they are shadows. Yeah. They, they might have value in pointing you to reality. But they, they don't contain reality. But in the, in the case of these people who, who, who haven't got the law, they're beggarly in the sense that the only life they have is the life that you give them. Mm. Yeah. They have nothing of their own except... Yeah. Mm. And that's yeah, a lie it's, it's, anyway. it's a horrible thing to be yeah. sort of dependent, as it were, yes. on, uh, on all of these crutches and props. It's not, that's not sonship. Mm. No. no. That's not entering into the no. glorious freedom of, the, of being a son of God. Yeah, and he, yeah he's, he, he says, to which you desire to, again, be in bondage. Yeah. Christ has set you free to be sons of God, and now you want to now bring yourself back into bondage. And it's clear he's talking about the ceremonial law, because even though he's, they are not reverting to a pagan religion, mm. they are still reverting to a ritualistic type religion, yeah. which is the Jewish form. And that's why he says, you observe days and months, seasons and years. Oh, yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, John? You could no, say, no, yeah. it's it right. I, I, I was saying that it wasn't the Jews you're referring to, but it clearly is. Yeah. Mm. It clearly exactly. is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because it says about that's the seasons right. and the That's days. right, yes. So although you might say it's a better form of ritualistic religion rather than the pagan form, yeah. it still is yeah. elementary Principles. Exactly. Yeah. It's the, the shadow rather than the substance. Exactly. But notice they are, here's a little point, that they are already observing it. From other comments, they haven't got circumcised yet. Mm. Right? They're, 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 they're dabbling in the waters. Yeah, it's um, in the present tense. Yeah, they are. But they are observing. And, and you'll notice that, again, those who would promote a kind of Judaistic Christianity. The way they will start is to get you keeping the Sabbath day and the Jewish feasts. Because that's the fun part, if you like. It's especially the feasts and that. And it's like, it doesn't feel like bondage if, if I start. And there's nothing wrong with keeping these things, by the way, if you want to do that. Um, all I'm saying is, once you start making it like a law, like, well, we, we need to keep the feasts. Yeah. Because that's part of what we need to do to please God. That, that, in a way, is the fun part of the law, and so that's where it usually starts. Then, if you're going to carry on, then you better get circumcised. Now you've got to do all the other stuff as well, if you're going to be consistent. But it's interesting how these Jewish teachers got them into the feasts and the keeping the Sabbath as the starting way in. Yeah, yeah. And they were already doing that stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. So then Paul fears that, you know, he may have been wasting his time, mm. it, all of his efforts, yeah. you know, if they're, do, if they're still in the present tense, yes. doing all of this stuff, it's, um, it, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and again, he, he doesn't, in a way, he, in Colossians he makes it clear that let no one judge you in regard to Sabbaths, feasts and all that. In other words, let's say as a Christian you choose to do, to keep these things. Yeah. Let no one judge you. I mean, if you, if you want to, you're free to keep those things. But if you're, you are equally free not to keep those things. It's, it's right. not mandated. It's mm -hmm. not a requirement. Mm -hmm. But there is a danger that you find your meaning in these things, right. or even a pride, spiritual That's pride. Right. Oh, I yeah. keep the feasts, but yeah. you don't. Yeah, exactly. You know. exactly. And, and, and so in, even in church life, you know, that you can become very ritualistic in any church tradition and, and then they themselves become the object and, and you know, the, the, you, you, you're feeling as though you're achieving something through all yes, of these. Yes, that's right. It doesn't but matter in, which church tradition yeah. it is. It's not just the seven sacraments no, no, of a no, no. high Anglican church. 
It's, They're all like it. Yeah, it's a danger. Paul is concerned because he thinks this, this could be a slippery slope. Yeah. You know, if they were, what's the harm in them keeping the feasts and all yeah. that? But the point is, if you accept the principle that I need to yeah. keep this law of Moses mm. to be really spiritual or to even be saved, that's a slippery slope because mm. it, it, that's just the beginning. Before you know it, your whole life is about keeping all these It's a kind of organized, systematized religion. Yes. You know, you're, you're almost, it's not, oh, I'm following the law and I'm trying to um, work, work out my salvation through the law. It's just purely organized religion, which is just the wrong framework in terms of a relationship with, with the Lord. Which he's going to say, it's all about being led by the Spirit. Yeah. And, and being led by the Spirit, you, you may have a Passover meal sometime yeah. or whatever. But the issue is being in, in step with the Spirit, yeah. harmonizing with the Spirit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he says, I'm afraid for you. Just reminds me of Keith Green, you know, that mm -hmm. um, to obey is better than sacrifice. Mm. I want more than Sundays and Wednesday nights. You yes. know, if, if you can't come to me right where you are, then in typical Keith Green, he's even harder than Paul, he says, then don't bother coming at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, you know, you can get set into these, okay, Monday nights, when, sorry, Wednesday nights, Sundays, you know, you're, you're in the groove, as it were. You're not in, in relationship, you just, you know, and that's why people, you know, have to get their hats, well, in the old days, hats, but coats on, you know, as soon as the final whistle blows to the surge and get back to, you know, get back home to watch your latest, to watch EastEnders or something. <laughs> you know, it's just, what's the point of just yeah. going through a framework if, yeah. if it's not driven from within? And, and the problem with the external is it's, it drowns out the voice of the Spirit. Yeah. Because, because Paul talks in Romans 7 about, you know, let's say a woman who's married to a previous husband, She's, uh, as an analogy, um, the husband dies, for instance, but now she's still, she's no longer under the law of the old husband, but she is. And she, then the new husband's trying to tell her to do things in a different way, mm. but she's still obeying the old husband. And so if we are living our life by the law rather than by the spirit, the voice of the law will drown out the voice of the spirit. Yeah. You can't follow both at the same time. So you're either loyal to that's one a good point, or you're it? loyal you to the drown other. It out. Yes. Yeah. And that's the danger. Great danger. You're so preoccupied with the external performance mm. that you, you, are, you can't hear the Spirit no. from within. Yeah. And then Paul gets, you know, he's basically gone through the cerebral, you know, for verse after verse after mm. verse. And then, then he sort of breaks out into, you know, I'm pleading with you. I beg you. I, I, I implore you. Verse, that, verse that, 12. In a way, that emotional imploring. Yeah. He's won their head. Yeah. But now he's got to win their heart. Yeah. And he understands that. People mm. are not just a mind, they're, they're emotions, they're a heart. That's right. And I think it even starts in 11. He says, I'm, I'm afraid. By the way, I don't think you can, you can win someone's head without winning their heart. You have to win both, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you, do, you, you yes. can. I, I just think of many times when I've been in debates and discussions with people who don't believe. I, I, I feel I've clocked every one of the arguments, but I haven't won them at all. Mm. Because in their heart, they're turned another way. Doesn't yeah. really matter what you say, actually. Um, doesn't matter what evidence you, you present for God's existence or you know against evolution. Let's say, you know, they, deep down they they don't want it. They they're not going to accept him. Mm. Yeah. So Paul makes an. You're wasting your breath, Tim. <laughs> You're wasting yeah. your breath. Carry on. I mean, not that you were wrong to make the. No, to, to present the arguments, yeah. but again, if I because wasn't that, sensitive uh, to the spirit and sensitive to their emotions and their hearts, yeah. then, um, you know, I just... Yes, you can do it in a way that absolutely... Yeah. I, I sort uh, of had the, the, had the rhythm effect. without the melody and the harmony. <laughs> you know, another way to put it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that I'm going to completely that, ruin that would be, <laughs> by the time that I've finished. That would be to punch them in the face. That's exactly right. Speaking. Yeah, that is true. That's true. You can, <laughs> have, you can have an impact by punching people in the face, but <laughs> really win them over. <laughs> you yeah. Just get them to He's fall over. 
But uh, the emotional appeal, I think, starts in verse 11. He says, yeah. I'm afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. And he's pointing out, I, I, you know, I sacrificed myself. I toiled. In fact, as we'll see in a minute, I, I suffered to get the gospel to you. I was actually stoned to death. That we'll that see that in some, a second. That is you know, absolutely but he's saying, out. I labored for you. Yeah. I put myself out for you. Mm. You know, he's, he's appealing to them. He's saying, don't just brush me off, you mm. know, as if some out-of-date apostle, yeah. I laid down my life for yeah, you. Yeah. So that's an emotional appeal, isn't it? Yeah. And then verse 12, brethren, mm. you know, we're brothers, you know, I urge you to become like me, for I became like you. And yes. So what does that, what's, what's the, come on, John, mm. what's the meaning of that? Uh, I became like you. Yeah, or you, or I, you I become to say, like I'm me. Not, I, I, I'm not completely sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. Um, it, I urge you to become like me. I, I think it, it's his, he, yeah, I mean, he, he became like, th this is off on the fly now, okay? Yeah, cool. He became like them in the sense he was able to identify with what was going on with them, mm. the problems that were occurring amongst the Galatian churches uh, and, the, and the Judaizers. He was able to put himself in that position and realize what was going on. Now he's saying, hear my heart. Yeah. Hear my heart here and become like me, become zealous for grace, yeah. become mm. totally uncompromising mm. uh, in this matter of grace because grace is life and the law is death. Yeah. I believe yeah. that's what, that's that's what he's exactly. saying. Yes, he's, he's asking. I always ask you the difficult ones. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> they are, they are. It is a difficult verse, isn't it? It is, yeah. I think, and yeah. and I think he's saying, look, I laid, I laid aside my Jewish, you know, I was brought up to be this good Jew doing all the Jewish stuff, and I laid that down to 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 eat with you, to mm. fellowship with you. I didn't hold mm. on to my externals, mm. and, and he's saying he's asking for them to reciprocate, I suppose, to uh, yep. become like me in being free from the law, mm. and also just don't abandon me, don't. Yeah. You know, let, let's, don't, stay with me. Mm. Um, mm. Don't abandon... And then he says, you've done me no wrong. Yeah. yeah I, I... And, and I think he must, that's hard as well, but yeah. I think he's talking <laughs> yes. about, you know, when I came to you, yeah. um, you received me, you know, we, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you treated me well, you know. Yeah. I think he's reminding them of the good times we had. I think that's, so, right. You know, that's right, that's we, right. We got, and he goes on in that vein, you know, you didn't harm me, we had a wonderful time together, you yeah. received me, you know, let's get back to that, you know, let's, yeah. let's, let's restore that. Mm. Yeah, so he is appealing to their hearts, as it were, mm. yeah, very much so. The memories. He's had to be very strong with them. I mean, you know, those first, first half of this letter is tough. Mm. It's tough love. Yeah. But because it, it isn't something he, you know, he can compromise. I keep saying that. You cannot compromise on grace yeah. and law. Yeah. There's, n there's nowhere to go. It, it is one or the other. Mm. Um, and it's grace. Yes. This is what has been established. The law is an option. But it, you, you, you're going to fail completely. So there's no, he has to be tough. He, tough love. He, he, it is tough love. There's no, there's no other way to speak the truth it. in love. Speak the truth but in love. If but you don't speak the truth, it's not very loving. No, it's not. And and there is eternal salvation at stake here for That's all these, the all those who are going to exactly. receive the gospel over time, yeah. who get sucked into a legalistic way of of understanding their yeah. salvation, which is death. Yeah. Yes, so then he talks about, um, you know, being unwell or being... Yes, and it, it could be frail. translated... We're in verse 13, yeah. It, it does because say, of my in illness. my translation, you know that because of physical infirmity, okay. not necessarily illness, no. the word infirmity here is weakness. It mm. uh, doesn't have to be an illness. No. Um, it could be translated, you know that... In my physical infirmity, I came yeah. to you. Doesn't so mean could he have he come at the, at the t around the time when he was duffed up? Exactly. Yeah. So he, you know, that would uh, you would it would cause some infirmity, wouldn't it? Yes. And in fact, to, he says, I, I preached the gospel to you at the first. Should we recap again? So uh, you know, in Acts or somewhere where you know he was duffed up. Yes. So to and speak. it was in Galatia. 
In yeah, fact, that's uh, the point. X14. Let's read that. Because it's a long time since we've had the maps. And we want to, <laughs> we want to see the maps come back up. And, and, and to see where Paul was, uh, you know, you think, well, I think in terms of what he's is, pointing um, to. In the first missionary journey. A chapter and verse. And, and he actually goes to, to Galatia. That's right. right? Yep. And, and you see earlier it, it right. talks about... Chapter and verse, when, when you get to it. Yeah. Yep. Um, verse 19, I think. Okay. Of chapter... 14. 14. Very good. Well, just, um, he's at Lystra, I believe. Yeah. And um, having a very successful ministry here. And this is in Galatia. Yeah. And then it says in verse 19 that Jews from Antioch and Iconium yeah. came there One. and having persuaded the multitudes, and this is yeah. exactly... Could it have been on the issue, on this specific issue? On this very persuaded issue. Persuaded them to yeah. get back to the law. It's this heretic, that. Paul, yeah. has come in and he's basically preaching complete heresy. Yeah. Get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He's, he's saying you're not under the law of Moses anymore. Yeah. You can be saved apart from the law of Moses. And of course, to the Jews, that's um, heresy. So we're there at um, so they, which town in Galatia? Lystra, Just for the sake I think, of the map. I think we are I believe Lystra. it's Lystra. Uh, yeah, if you back it. up in the previous verses, yeah. um, it's verse 8. Y yes. In Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a yeah. cripple. And, and he's healed in, in Paul's meeting. Yeah. And it's still in Lystra. And then the Jews come down mm. from Antioch. Yeah. And they persuade the multitude and they stone Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And dragged him out of the city, supposing it's interesting, him to the turning be dead. point, though, the turning point was where Paul rejected their worship of him, that he was a God in human form. So, you know, what we read in, so it's just earlier up, I think, in verse. Um, 11 or so, um, if I'm right. Um, That's 11. That's so, right. so it's that, that was the turning point where Paul and Barnabas absolutely tear their clothes, saying, no, 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 no don't do that, don't worship us. But um, it's interesting in, Gala in Galatians, the, the verse we read was saying, you know, you're talking about the gods, as yeah. it were. So you're, you know, and Paul said, no, we're not mm. in that frame. Yeah. Then it deflated all these sort of God worshippers, as it were, right. small God worshippers. Yes. And, and now that phrase that you did me no injury makes sense. Yep. They weren't part of the mob mm. that are going, that, that, yep. that stoning everything at, at all. Because yep. you thought, what's that mean? But of course, mm. to them, it meant something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then he is stoned. What was the verse again in chapter 14? It's still 19. They stoned no. Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. And I believe he was dead. Mm. Because they. they you know, they were prof they knew how to stone someone to death. Yes. You know what I mean? And they would have checked that he, he was dead, dead, you know. However, when the disciples gathered round him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe, to, which is another part of... So he carried on his ministry in Gal I would have gone home then and said, well, you know, oh, that's, it. That's, okay, it. that's the first missionary trip done, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? I'll, I'll need to rest for a year, yeah. and then I'll try again. Yeah. But he just carries straight on, mm. ministering to the Galatians. So church. in his physical you know, handicapped state, let's say, this, we get back to the Galatians 4. Yes. And let's just say, I believe that's when he was caught up to the third heaven. Which is a cracker. Because the chronology works. He says after 14 years, yeah. 14 years ago, yes. from when he wrote to Corinthians, yeah. you, you can kind of make the chronology work. Mm. Uh, he was caught up into paradise. And I believe his spirit left his body Mm. He was too humble to say, I went to heaven. Yeah. He said, I know a man in Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But I believe he was talking about himself. Yeah. And he went up to the third heaven. It's not like the televangelist who I won't name. He said, you know, I was up there the other day and I said, how are you doing, Abraham? You know, and, you know Peter, you know, good old. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it's, it's great sort of stand-up comedy. But that isn't what Paul experienced. It was a real thing. I, he, I, I yeah, he think that's, he it's really... always good. It's not... It's, it is rightly handling God's word to see where the, the, it could have happened this, in the chronology. I, don't, yes. I think it's quite legitimate to, to say yes, that and to look a, into a, that. A distinct um, possibility. It doesn't detract from Paul's teachings no. to say that, yes, at that point of time when he was stoned to death, yeah. he was caught up into the third heaven. And he, he had disciples with him, of course, who, who, who were experienced. But also he said that there are things that you can't 
I can't talk about. Yes. Mm. So again, it's not like this unnamed evangelist with I don't know how many jets, <laughs> you know, uh, who said that, you know, who's described how it was up there. And of course, that, that is, a, is a completely phony way to get people to, to worship you. Yeah. Wow, if you've been up into heaven, but Paul didn't cash in on that, so to speak, and tell them what he saw up there, could have had people really falling at his feet. He said, oh, no, I can't talk about those things. Yes, he could have cashed in on that experience a lot more than he did. Yeah. yeah. But he, d he chose not to. Yeah. So he's stoned. He's, he's obviously absolutely deformed by but that stoning. Can you stoning. imagine? I mean, you'd be battered and bruised all over your body, but particularly around your eyes. Yeah, because that's what they go for when they stone you. Over the head, yeah. yeah. You know, obviously, it's the, that's the, the key blows, isn't it, to, yeah. the, to the head. So, and then he describes that, and he describes... Mm. their initial getting together and it's really like Jesus said you know remember your first love you know remember how how God joined our hearts together yeah. you know in this extraordinary circumstance and he's he's appealing to their their friendship and their their deep connection mm. and he and, and and the way he's commending them he said the way you loved me even in my weakness yeah. you could have rejected me because I wasn't the smart preacher who seem to have everything together. In fact, I've been, I was treated as a criminal, you know. And if your pastor is sent to jail, mm. you might think, well, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm not going to have, I'm going to distance myself from him because I don't want to, you know, be associated with I thought that. there could have been physical deformity as well where they would, you know, it said you didn't mock me, you know, you didn't treat me with contempt you wouldn't have been or scorn. A, a pretty sight. No. no, it wouldn't have been pretty. So they embraced him. Yeah. Yeah, and and from tradition, he wasn't impressive physically anyway. No. He was, you know, yeah. he had different. That's right. You know, he wasn't the uh, you exactly know. A, a Hollywood, um, you know, model. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because when they were wanting to worship them, isn't it? Barnabas was the uh, more statuesque. Was it the zoo, the Zeus type thing, and then yeah. he was more the Hermes or yeah, that's and, right. Anyway. That's right. But, um, <laughs> So he, and he's saying, but remember how you accceptед me and you loved me. Um, so do you think that these, this, he's talking to those who could have been among the ones who stood around and prayed for him after he was stoned? I think some, even, I think some of them probably maybe, were, which is why he's he, he, more likely, yes, yes. It's, well, it's why he possible. says, you, you have not injured me at all. You weren't part of this mob. Yeah. But you, you, you witnessed were there. it. You, you know what went on. Yeah, but you weren't part of it. And, um, yeah. Well, that really is deeply connecting with emotions, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and memory. And certainly the ch churches he went to after that, you know, he came to them preaching the gospel. It would be easy for them to say, I'm not going to, you know, listen to this preacher because he's not, you know, yeah. he's not all together and, and God has allowed terrible things to happen to him. That's you know, it'd be, they would have, if they needed an excuse to reject him, they could have. Yeah. You know, because he it didn't fit the prosperity gospel, so to speak. Yes, <laughs> I yeah. do have. I have a friend who used to go to charismatic meetings with him. His wife was very infirmed, and he was not treated well because mm. it didn't fit the narrative. Mm. You know, he used to wheel her in, but he was, you know, completely off the spirit. You know, in the spirit, you know, in worship part of it, but but in the end, it became too draining because he was. You know, as it were, his face didn't fit. Mm. Sad, sad, isn't desperately it? Desperately sad. Yeah. Mm. Still close to the Lord, but mm. but that is that's sad. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they didn't act like that. No, because he says, "I came to you in physical infirmity. I preached the gospel to you at the first, and my trial, which was in my flesh, mm. not a sickness, but the stoning, you did not despise or reject me." So. That's right. They could have rejected him, saying, well, may, he's obviously cursed of God because, mm. you know, all this bad stuff has happened to him. There must, there's no smoke without fire, you know, there must be something wrong with yeah. what he, you know, they, and, he, and he's saying, no, but you welcome me. Yeah. And, and that it was in... Well, you welcome me as if I was an angel, so that's the irony, yeah. because he rejected uh, the worship <laughs> of being like a god or being like the Messiah, but here he's sort of reminding them that actually... An angel... This word After angel should have been really mean, angelos really means messenger. 
Good. Okay. That's so better. angels are messengers of yeah. God, but the word is wider than just yeah. angels. So in other words, they saw that he was a messenger of God. They received him as Christ. But it even says, as it, well, it, but as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Mm. Reminded me when I went to America once on behalf of the garden tomb. And, you know, I, and I was being introduced to even, you know, people on the street that I, you know, and they were looking at me as though I was the risen Lord. It was so palpable, you know, and I had to in a very deferential way say, no, no, I'm just an Englishman who, you know, <laughs> you know I do my bit. I'm not saying I'm a complete <laughs> rogue, but the thing is, um, it is funny. You know, people can very quickly um, but remember get Jesus the wrong said, end of the stick. Those who receive you receive me also. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think you know, he's commending them. Mm. It's not like they, 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 they're losing it. Yeah. They're, they, they actually discern spiritually that he is coming in Jesus' name mm. Mm. and that by receiving him, they are receiving Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and I think in this case, he, he's being positive. He yeah. says, you've received me as the messenger of God uh, as if Jesus himself was speaking through, through, yeah. through me to you. Yeah. And, um, and, it, and it's all to con bring back positive memories. That's right. Says, What's happened got, to all your don't, joy? Don't throw yes. that away. Yeah. Don't, by abandoning me, don't throw that away. What we have was something awesome. What yeah. God did among yeah. us, yeah. Don't, don't throw that away. He's, he, he's working out, really, in his life here. He, he's inverting Mark 10, 7 and 8. He, yeah. Now we've got 8 by 7. That's yeah. still, perfectly, still perfectly legitimate that way. Because when we read the verse in, in Acts, we saw that after he was stoned and assumed dead, which means he must be dead, because Derek's right, these, you know, the, the executioners or somebody there would have checked he was dead, just like you always have a doctor at an execution to confirm death. Mm. So he was dead, and then they carried him away, and he was surrounded by people, by his disciples. And they would have been aware, the, 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 the more senior disciples, of the verses in Mark 10, Seven and eight, you're going to read them yeah. to us? Uh, uh, no, I haven't got it in front of you, but yeah, go on, just recite it. It's in the imperative yes. tense, and Jesus says to them, preach the kingdom of God is at hand, or it might mm. be the kingdom of heaven yeah. is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Mm. It's an imperative. Yeah. He's not saying, ask me to do it. Yeah. He's saying, you do it. And they obviously mm. did it, they, they knew it and they raised Paul from the dead and now he's preaching the presence yeah. of the kingdom of heaven yeah. is at hand. Wonderful. You see that? I believe, they so they were, as it were, had had the softening up act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, but some softening up act, eh? the real thing, and they were, they were ready at that yeah. point and willing to hear yeah. because they believed he was... Yes, uh, his recent resurrection would yeah. have been yeah. assigned to Yeah, them, absolutely, yeah. 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 Yes, um, uh, what I was looking for was Psalm 103, which is, an, uh, Paul was writing it in his own words, but that's basically what we're saying. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Yes, yes. Bless the Lord, O your soul. Be joyful. Forget not all, all his, his benefits. Benefit. Forget not all of our wonderful experiences together. Yeah. Mm. He gives all your sins. He heals all your diseases. Yes. He rescues your life from the stoning pit. Yes. You know, just remember these wonderful things. Be focused on the right things. If I said Mark 10, I might have, I meant Matthew. Just that's I don't good. want anybody no, to be confused. Good. I, sort of, and I don't want Jeremy it. to be confused if he's putting it that's up. That's true. It was Paul. Matthew, yeah. Yeah. not Mark. Ten, yeah. Matthew 10, 7 and 8. Brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely. And they were acting it out. Yeah. As acting it, it out, yeah. yeah. Participating in the gospel. Wonderful. Yes, so good. Next, the next phrase is... is a challenge, maybe. Okay. Um, what does it mean? Uh, what then was the ble blessing you enjoyed, or yeah? What then was the blessedness you enjoyed? That's right. That's why I read Psalm 103 or, yeah. or recited it because I think it is to be reminded of yeah. what it is. Yeah. And and it's, what that conjures up to me is is like there was such joy. They in when love is really flowing. Yeah. Right. It brings joy. You know, it's, it's more blessed to give than receive. And there was such a spirit of love being poured out from Paul to them, but also from them to Paul. It was just this blessedness of not just giving to Paul and helping Paul and receiving Paul, but, but the joy. 
you know, the joy of love yeah. being, being shared. And he's, he's reminding them of, of how much it was a God moment, you know. He was loving them and sharing the gospel. They were loving him and accepting him and, and rejoicing in giving to one another. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like when two people fall in love for the first time, mm -hmm. you know, there is that blessedness the, the, the joy of just loving the other person. Yeah. And, and he's reminding them that must have been this awesome atmosphere yeah. of, of love and joy yeah. That's right. uh, in, that, that, in that setting. Yeah, it's wonderful. There's a real bond, you know. Yeah. You know we sing, bind us together, Lord, bind us yeah. together, you know, gritting our teeth and <laughs> eyes closed sort of thing. But this was more spontaneous. <laughs> you know, Jesus, stand among us at the meeting of our eyes. <laughs> Be our sweet assurance at the you know, yeah. meeting of our lives. I mean, Jesus, we love you. We're in the context of fellowship in the Lord. It is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is it a is. wonderful thing. I know I can sound a bit cynical every now and again, but I know, I know the good side as well. That's what yeah. Jesus was saying to the Ephesian church, you know, uh, return to your first love. Remember your first love. Yes. In other words, remember when you fell in love with me, mm. you know, and that memory will help you yeah. recapture that. Yeah. And that's what he's stirring up in, the, in mm. their hearts, I think. And, it, and, for, and then he gives an example of that, that sacrificial love, that blessed, yeah. Yeah. blessed giving love. He says, for I bear you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes mm. and given them to me. Wow, that, that's pretty successful. And he meant, he meant what he said. In other yeah. words, there was such a love flowing by the Holy Spirit yeah. that they, you know, because obviously his eyes I think you mentioned damaged. it many, many weeks ago, you know, before Galatians 3, yeah. you mentioned this. We, we did mention this in our study of Galatians, that, that it could have been that his eye was just completely battered. Yeah. And they would have given their eyes. They would have given, I mean, that's, it. if, you know, even to feel like I'd be willing to give up my eye, I mean, I'd, I'd give up a lot of other things That's before I gave up my eye. Right. You know what I mean? That yeah, they yeah. were willing to do that. That shows the level of what the Holy Spirit had done between yeah. Paul and the Galatians. Yeah. yeah. Could be just a turn of phrase, but yeah, I think but in this, considering what he had been through, he used it, such language. More he does. The Holy Spirit doesn't play with words. No. He means what he says. Yes. And I know sometimes it is illustrative. Yeah. But. Um, I, I, this must be right. If it, if it wasn't some kind of resonance re with reality, that he, he couldn't say that because then it would just no, be know, silly yeah. to yeah. say that. That's true. You know what I mean? It, that's so, true. So it, there must have been a reality to yeah. that yeah. what they felt for Paul was not the ordinary, you know, oh, it wasn't he a good preacher? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was something quite deep. Yeah. And it's in context of, of really trying to remind them you know, just yeah. bringing them back to, to these yeah. amazing experiences. Yeah. Um, we, we said um, that, you know, Paul had been hitting them hard, and now it's almost like it's a different Paul, isn't it? Because we, 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 we've gone through in forensic detail, half verse at a time, word by word by word, and now, and now it says as though the valve is opened, mm. and, and he's, he's now um, connecting with them on another level. Yeah. Wonderful. Got about 10 minutes to go, so. Well, of course, verse 16, he kind of changes gear a little yeah. bit, and he says, have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Yeah. So, again, he's saying, you know, consider your, yeah. are you really yeah. treating me right? Again, it's still emotional, isn't it? I, I'm, all I'm doing is telling you the truth. I'm, I'm mm. telling you what's for your good. Yeah. Why do you now treat me yeah. At, at, at arm's distance, you know, why, or even as your enemy, like I'm, I'm the prop person who's... Yeah, who's, it's in, who's it is interesting, and it, it does go, there was, a, it was like foe, friend and foe, wasn't it, yes. uh, down in Lystra, you know, you were either an enemy, it was very polarised, you were either an enemy, or you, or you were, you mm. know, a friend. Yes, and there's an, obviously a lot of pressure being put on these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, at the local level, because there are these clearly these two camps, yeah. and uh, and the devil doesn't give up easily, you know, and he wants to seduce these people into his camp, yeah. bring them back into bondage, yeah. 
and and Paul is not, is not there. So he's you know, he's really got to break through at a distance, yeah. and and get this message across yeah. to them. It's not like today you can't have a quick exchange on WhatsApp. Yeah. You know, the, 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 mm. you th think about the problems. But of course, he's doing it under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So these letters are written bang on time, yeah. yes. bang on time to arrive right on time. Yes. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. There's nothing random about this. No. Mm. No. I just have a picture of us, um, you know, the, these last number of weeks going through the, the Bible studies, like marching and the, the, I'm not saying that chapter three was like mud, but you really slow down. Yeah. You really slow yeah. down. And then when you get out of it, suddenly, you know, we've just romped through, as it were, <laughs> how many verses. Yeah. And for the first time in many, many, many weeks, we've got to our final verse with still a few minutes to go. So um, it is interesting how, how the pace of Paul's writing has changed yeah. and the pace of our, our own study of it has changed. And on that note, I was, I was going to ask, uh, is there anything more from this well, passage? Just to explore 16 a bit more, yeah. you know, it's really tough, you know, when you are, you know, you have loved these people so much yeah. and you brought the gospel to them, some of them are treating you like the enemy now. I mean, yeah. that, that is really tough to handle. Yeah. And because these Jewish legalists are yeah, still working presenting on Paul as mm. the enemy, mm. as, as a false teacher, you know, mm. saying all kinds of bad stuff, mm. probably lots of lies about Paul. And some of them had been buying into that. Yeah. And others will be sitting on the fence. Mm. Others would be loyal to Paul, but it was bringing all kinds of divisions within that yeah. Paul actually alludes to in chapter 5. Yeah. Um, but, but, and he's saying, you know, remember, yeah. remember our beginnings. And now he's kind of shaming them in a way. And now you're treating me like the enemy. Yeah. You know, what, what's that all about? That's Is right. that really right? Just exactly. because some people have come in and bowed bad mouths me. Is that, you know, where's your, where's your loyalty? And, and he says, all I've done is tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and really, he's kind of, sh again, it's a different kind of emotion here, but he's kind of putting them to shame a little mm. bit and say, look. Can I do something, you know, like break the mold, as it were? <laughs> and John, could you read verse 17 and um, 18? Because it fits. Yeah. It fits right. with verse right. 16. Right. Yes, exactly. See, we're they, not legalistic. We they, <laughs> ze they zealously caught you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you, that you may be zealous for them. But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always, and not only when I'm present with you. Yeah, so he, he's, he's again, he's sensitive to them. He's not, just, he's not just hitting them over the head with a sledgehammer. He's sensitive. It's good, it's good to be zealous, but they were zealous for no good. Yeah, no, for the wrong exactly. thing. They were they, zealots of a certain kind. They yeah. were zealous to possess, like a cult leader almost, to possess the Galatians for themselves. Yeah. It was a selfish zealousness, mm. you know. Mm. So they, they and were. And it was the zealousness that he them. had. He knows all about zealotry because mm. it was the zealousness that he had when Stephen was stoned. Yes. And he was breathing mm. thunder, you know, to try and suppress this new sect of Christianity. So he Paul, knew what it was. Paul was zealous for them, but he was zealous to win them for God. Yes. Yeah. These. What I mean False is ones, before uh, his conversion. Yeah, no, he was, absolutely he was right. Yes, he, but, oh, but, oh, you're but, saying that these others were even worse, as it were. Yeah, because yeah. They, they wanted to possess the Galatians. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, what's the reason you want a big church? You know, is yeah. it, is yeah. it that you want them for yourselves so that you can be yeah. the success? Um, or, yeah. or do you want to win them for the Lord? That's right. Do you want to make the convert... To, to, uh, to be a disciple to yourself mm. so that you can look like, yeah. you know, uh, this. But so he says their zealous was, was for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you. That's from what he's from saying is they want to you. cut you off from me. Yes, that's right. They want to own you for themselves. That's right. Yeah. That, that they belong to, to, yeah. to them yeah. now. So yeah. it's this kind of selfish ministry. It they is, are wanting to build their ministry on these people. It's quite prevalent in the church. Yes, sheep stealing even it, today. Yeah, yeah, and the cut. sheep, the sheep stealing and yeah. possessiveness. And that's so, the cult, isn't it? You, yeah, I think you so. Cut them off from anyone else. Cut them off yes. from Paul. Cut them off from anything else. We come. Yeah. 
this little cult that I can control for myself. And you, they tell them, you don't listen to Paul because he's dangerous to you. Yeah. I you know, know, and so they cut off their disciples because it's their dis not disciples of Jesus, mm. their own disciples, mm. and don't don't talk to that other, those other Christians because mm. they're spiritually dangerous to you. Mm. You know, <laughs> and they they cut them off, and Paul is going. It's, it can, it, uh, it, you said sheep stealing. It, it reminded me of the early days, and I, I have many friends in the early Restoration movement. I went across there once with my dad to the Dales. Bible Week in the Great Yorkshire Showground with another brother, John Alderson. I had a wonderful chat with John a few a few months ago, and um, he's now very elderly. But I do remember being there when everyone was saying, "Who's your Who's your shepherd, brother? You know, who are you under, brother?" And they'd created this sect, you know. And and after three or four people had said that, John said, "The Lord is my shepherd." <laughs> you know, broke out of that one. But yeah, people can be zealous for a system, zealous for whatever their yeah. religion is, and it isn't for good. Yeah. Zealous, being zealous for God is not bad, is it? But to be ze zealous for the wrong cause is not good. Yes. And th they <laughs> are another, mi another minute and a half. They so. are the Lord's sheep in the end. Of course they are. And um, it's, it's nice when people you know, enjoy your ministry and, and so on. But yeah. uh, in the I was, end, I, I, I was greatly blessed by mm. them breaking the mold, but then they created a mold, as every good denomination does. Yeah. They create yes, a mold, and you've got to fit within that yeah. mold. And so, you know, don't worry about, you know, keep the Holy Spirit out of the way if it's going to upset my control over, over the congregation. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, there, there's good zeal and there's bad zeal. Mm. There we are. But, um, Dare I say, John, we're in the very last minutes. Is there one pearl of wisdom that you can throw out before, we, before the music? The, the only plea I can put out is for those that have listened today and those who have listened to previous um, Bible studies on this subject, please, yeah. please, if you uh, plead with the Lord to open your eyes so, yeah. that, so that you will grab grace mm. for all that it's worth. Mm. because it's worth life. Yeah. It is life-changing and, and, and will liberate you from the bondage that you're in, yeah. the, bondage, the religious bondage you're in, the feeling that you haven't spent enough time in your Bible today, you know, yeah. you plan to read the Bible throughout the year, hey, that'll get you, the, the legalism will get you on that treadmill. It doesn't matter whether you read the Bible in a year or not. That's the no, truth. That's right. And you just read it as you feel led by the Spirit of God and enjoy it. Same with praying. You know, don't get yourself on a treadmill because yeah. that is legalism. Get into the freedom of Christ who wants relationship yeah, with wonderful. you. Wonderful. Thank you very much, John, for that harmony, <laughs> the melody, for the rhythm. And, and as they say, when the music stops and the curtain falls, get off the stage. <laughs> That's what we're going to do now. But, we'll, we're, you know, there's going to be another episode next week. and We look forward to seeing you then. Thank you.